This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back Deborah Harrell. Debbie is the Overseas Educational Advisor for the missions agency, Surge. She's also an award-winning author. She's the co-author of The Gospel-Centered Parent, What's Up? Discovering the Gospel, Jesus, and Who You Really Are, and What's Up? Elementary, Learning About God and Yourself. Debbie lives in North Carolina with her husband, Jason, and their daughter, Sarah. Debbie, it is always good to have you on the podcast. Welcome back. Thanks, Champ. It's so good to be here. I am looking forward to the verse you have for us today. What do you have? And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. Luke 15, 20. Okay, so I would put this up there with one of my favorite verses as well. But before we get into all the details, why don't you back up and give us the big picture here? What's the context of this verse? Sure. Well, the background of this verse, first of all, is Jesus is teaching. Um, and the first thing we need to know is who's in the crowd. And in Luke 15, 1 and 2, that gives us an idea of who's listening to Jesus speak. Now, the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So the tax collectors in those days cheated people to get rich, obviously bad. And the Pharisees were a group of people who worked hard to obey God, obviously good. But Jesus wanted both kinds of people to see that they needed him. And the central point of the parable of the prodigal son, or you can actually call it the parable of the two lost sons, is God shows compassion and concern for the lost. And in this story, you meet two brothers and a father. The story is about a younger son who asked for his inheritance while his father is still alive, which during that time period is actually pretty shocking uh, thing to ask because basically he was saying, I want your stuff and I don't want to have a relationship with you. Hmm. And his father gives the younger son the money and takes the money and spends it and pretty much runs through it. Then in complete poverty, he comes to his senses and he runs back home and the father sees him and run towards him. And what's interesting about this part of the story too is that in that time period, men did not run. <laughs> and yet this father lifts up his robe and runs to his son, which was actually pretty scandalous in that time. And so I love that picture of the father seeing the sinner way in the distance and yet can't wait for him to come to him but runs to him so when the father runs towards him he embraces him and throws a party and when the older brother comes in from the field he hears the music and asks the servant what's going on and is told that they are celebrating inside his wayward brother has returned and the older brother is pretty mad and refuses to come in even after the father comes outside to invite the older brother in to celebrate what was lost and now is found. But still, he refuses the father's invitation. So the father's going out to both the son that was lost and the son that stayed home. And yeah. it's interesting, right, to see how the sons respond to the father going out to each of them. Right, exactly. So that was a great introduction to this verse. Let me read it again so we can get it cemented in our minds. This is the gospel according to Luke chapter 15, verse 20, speaking of the son who had gone away. So he got up and went to his father. 
But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran, threw his arms around his neck, and kissed him. Yeah, such a beautiful picture. It is. The father's just beside himself with joy over this one who's come back. Mm. And he's not going out to scold him. He's going out to welcome him. Yeah. I love that. So, Debbie, how has this verse come to be important to you? Well, when I was younger, I had always read the story of the prodigal son and really just focused on the younger brother and his story. And each time I read it, there was this tiny part of me that always felt glad that I was not like the younger brother. I was outwardly compliant. I got good grades. I followed the rules. I even foolishly thought one time, wow, God must be so proud of me because I'm such a good person. Just saying that out loud kind of makes me cringe inside. <laughs> and it wasn't until I started to teach this to, to, to middle school students and really study this passage that I realized that this parable wasn't just about one son being bad. It was about two sons who struggled with rebellion, though their rebellion looked so different on the outside. And it was also a story about the father a father who showed such compassion and love, showed such radical love and forgiveness in the face of deep rebellion. And Luke 15 gives us that tiny glimpse into the radical forgiveness we have through Jesus. This is such a vivid story that resonates with all of us because we can find ourselves so easily in, even in one day, in the shoes of either Mm -hmm. brother, the one who's wandered away and the one who's feeling pretty smug about himself. Yeah, both shoes fit, unfortunately, really well. Uh, So if you were to turn this verse on its head and help us to hear clearly what it's not saying, what's the inverse of this verse? When he came to his father's house, a big sign was posted in the yard, no trespassing, you are not welcome. Turn around, sinner, and go back to the land of the lost and the forsaken. Yeah, that's moving just to hear you say it that way. Uh, So Debbie, how has this verse affected you personally on a heart level? Well, I think God has shown us mercy and his radical forgiveness. What is mercy? It's compassion in action. That visual picture of God running towards us, even though we don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And Luke 15, 20 describes how he just embraces us with forgiveness in Jesus so that we can be in relationship with him. And again, I am both the sinner and the self-justifier. Uh, I can walk in both of those shoes and to know that God loves me and will embrace me, knowing the deepest, darkest part of me, yet still will run toward me, is how it has just impacted me so much. Yeah, this story speaks to us at wherever we are in life and at any age. But if you were teaching this to a room of fifth graders, how would you do that? What what would you say to make it come alive to them? So usually when I teach Luke 15, after we've read through the parable, I have my students do what's called a character sketch. And a character sketch is taking each character from a story and writing down all the words that you can think of that describe each person. And so I ask the question, what do we know about the younger brother? And kids will usually say, oh, he's selfish, he's disrespectful, he's uncaring, bad, uh, rebellious, greedy, wasteful, foolish, and wild is usually what they'll say. And then I'll say, okay, what do we know about the older brother? Well, he was obedient hardworking, deserving good. But then they, they'll also see he was resentful, he was angry, he was jealous and bitter. And the big point that I try to help guide them to is that he refuses the father's invitation for a relationship, which is still makes him lost. And then I get to my favorite part, what do we know about the father? And usually kids will write, 
loving, caring, compassionate, forgiving, overjoyed. But sometimes kids will identify with the older brother. And they also might say, well, he was kind of unfair. And this is where I like to help kids see the father's character is not unfair. He is just so eager to celebrate repentant sinners that his compassion might seem unfair at first glance, but the father loves all of his children and rejoices over the lost son. And his hope for the older son is that the son will repent repent of his jealousy and self-justification. And so kids can really see more into that radical, loving character of God, the God that will run to them and embrace them. Yeah, I love how the previous stories that Jesus told leading up to this one is about something that was lost and then found. And then what Uh happens afterward is everybody throws a party because they found what was (laughs) lost. And you go, yeah, well, that fits. That's the way it ought to be. And that's the way it is in story one and story two. And then when you get to story three, you realize like, wait a minute, that should be what's happening here, but it's not. Yeah. So this is a great reminder of the father's exuberant joy when we come home to him. Yeah. What a great reminder. And it doesn't cause us to want to wander away. It makes us want to come home. Yeah, yeah, because you'll be welcomed. Mm, Thank the Lord. So let's do that together. Would you take a moment and thank the Lord and close our time in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for running towards us and embracing us with the fullness of the gospel. You continue to invite us and treat us and plead with us to come to you and feast from your table of grace, that table that offers reconciliation and redemption. Thank you for the reminder in your word that you are always with us because we are always with you. Because the gospel is true, help us to trust and love you. Thank you for the assurance that you are at peace with me. I pray in your holy name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.